All right, everybody, welcome back to Q-Tips, episode three. We are going to talk about uh, pregnancy with my and Kara's older sister. She is 34 weeks along with her first pregnancy, so we're, we're going to get some good insight with her. Yeah, disclaimer, you guys, we're really getting into it. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We get into sex when you're pregnant. Nipple All, cream. Yeah, nipple cream. We, you know, we get a little heavy with it. We talk about, you know, some serious stuff like miscarriage and um, confidence and body positivity while being pregnant. So, and definitely some gory stuff is mentioned, like blood. So, if yes. you're comfortable with that, uh, continue at your own, you know, concern because we really get into it. But it is definitely a great episode. A lot of insight on pregnancy in general and just great tips from our older sister so i definitely recommend you guys listen to it yep here it is all right so uh, oh jesus i got that i just got called out that's that disgusting nasty well habits. apparently me and kendall sound the same so that verb is unidentifiable <laughs> It okay. could have been her, it could have been me. Yes. Okay, well, Kendall, you're officially on Q-Tips. You're you're our first guest. Do you feel oh honored? Oh my gosh, it's called Q-Tips. Yeah! It is. Oh my gosh, that's uh-huh. funny. Very clever, yep. guys. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is I'm so I'm glad you did funny. this. You definitely thought this was just 100% a joke before you got here, I, I think. I, I just didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that you'd already done two and... You were surprised when Kara had a microphone. I didn't realize that y'all were so official. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and Kevin are low-key, you know? Yeah, this is... Y'all kept this under wraps. Yeah, I mean, we're making our third episode right now, and we haven't told anyone (laughs) yet, so... Because we needed to perfect it in case we just sucked. Yeah. (laughs) My ego cannot handle the rejection of outside people. And honestly, I think we still have kind of released some shit quality so far, oh, to be honest. 100%. Like, the content's fine, but uh, I felt like it was a little shaky, like the audio quality on the last one. I apologize. You listen to podcasts all the time, though. So you know yeah, like if, what you want it to sound like. Yeah, I want it to sound nice and like easy to listen to and enjoyable. I don't want people to like want to hear what we're saying and then just be like god this sounds fucking awful get this out of my ear (laughs) so i want to try to edit it nicely hopefully this podcast will be 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. i have a good feeling about it yeah okay so to get right into it kendall let everybody know what you're what's going on why we brought you on who are you how old you are give us a little background Oh, wow. I feel like I'm going to blank on everything about myself right now. Um, okay. I, I'm the other sibling. I'm the oldest. And we're all two years apart. So Kevin and I are two years apart. And then I'm four years apart from Kara. Um, I'm currently 34 weeks pregnant. Whoop, whoop. First pregnancy? <laughs> First pregnancy. I have a little baby girl on the way. Um, her name is going to be Layla. We don't know a middle name yet. That's to be determined. I vote Rose. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. Oh, gag. <laughs> There's too many Kevins right now in this family. As is. Honestly. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Well, there's a Kevin and there's a Kevan. Oh, yeah, V-A-N. Oh, there's okay. a distinct difference. So you have Rose, and then what's the other option? Jane. So my husband, Tommy, he likes Layla Jane Huggins. Mm-hmm. So he can call her LJ. 
And I do like that. I really do like it. I just really love Layla Rose. Yeah, Layla Rose sounds like she would be, like, really classy and pretty. And then Layla Jane, a.k.a. LJ, would be a bad bitch. I mean, And that's a fact. She'd be sporty. I could see it. I would be fine with either one. She can be whatever she wants to be. But I just... (laughs) I don't know. I want it's 2020. She can be whatever she wants to be. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like with this pregnancy, I've seen roses everywhere. And I don't know. The first time I thought of it, I was outside looking at our rose bush in the backyard. And I was yeah. like, Layla Rose. Oh my gosh. How beautiful. That sounds like a mom story. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. officially like becoming mom. Being mom life is real. Like it is a, a mentality and it's happening. It's You started crafting more. Oh, yes. I got yeah. so much yarn. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. What's yarn. your favorite kind of yarn? <laughs> There's this baby this like baby brand of yarn at Hobby Lobby, and I went ham yeah. on the yarn. And I'm also- I was making fun of you for liking yarn. Oh, well. <laughs> and now we know there's actually baby yarn. There is. Okay. Oh, wow. And yeah. there's a ton of options, and I am the most indecisive one out of all three of us. So Kara's the most decisive, I feel like. Whoa. Whoa. I, I do. Well, Kevin, you just, you, you already know what you want. So I feel like you don't have to make a decision. You're just like, this is So it. I'm beyond decisiveness. Yeah, no, truly. And then Kara, if she has to make a decision, she's like, <laughs> decision. D- d- decision. <laughs> Shut up. You call me out on stuff like that. Is that all a time. symptom of pregnancy? Okay, well, I'm the douchebag mm, no, sibling. So. I, I was looking up questions to ask you, and one of them was baby brain. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. That is 100% a real thing. Like, I spelt my own last name wrong. Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> Wait. Wow. Huggins? <laughs> you're, okay. You're, yeah. You're, <laughs> your new last name is Huggins. Yes. So that's the name you were struggling with? Well... <laughs> It, okay. Or were you like, wait, which one's my last name? No, no, no. So I was putting letters on the letter board to like say her gender or no, it was no, it mm-hmm. wasn't her Yeah, let's time it out. It was this an is, announcement. Guys, okay. this is, oh, I'm talking well. over you. I'm sorry. This is when she was announcing her pregnancy. This was not even like, wait, right? It was when you were yeah. announcing you're pregnant. So this isn't just like a casual, like, oh, I'm being cute for a day, like, haha, Instagram. This is like, Hey guys, I'm pregnant on Insta, like announcing it. Yeah. Spells her last name wrong. I did. In the post. I, and I she texts me and she's like, oh my gosh, Kara, I spelled I my name wrong. I was like, I no. Okay, but to be fair, I sent that to you and mom first. <laughs> and I even sent it to my husband, Tommy. Okay. And I was like, what do you guys think before I post it? And you guys are like, it looks great. Y'all didn't even catch it. Okay, but it's instead of like having two G's, I put two N's, which Quinn has two N's. Okay, so you know what? I just, mm-hmm. I had a moment. I had pregnancy brain, and I also had just started a new job, and I was off my Vyvanse, and that is a real thing. These are I, all good excuses, Kendall. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarcastic. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, okay, all right. I, so, but anyway, I think we should get right right down into why we brought you on specifically. We wanted to talk about pregnancy. You were going through your first time being pregnant. And I think a lot of people listening to this are going to be able to relate to that potentially. You know, like I know some of my friends are doing the same thing. They're about to have their first kid. Mm -hmm. Some of them already have had their first kid, which blows my mind. Yeah, that stresses Uh, me the heck out. Yeah, shout out to Brenner. 
I hope you're doing well with that baby, Brunner. <laughs> uh, I would panic if I had a child right now. But we wanted to bring you on and just kind of hear what the experience has been like for you. If you could go back in time and tell yourself, expect this, do this differently, what would you ask yourself? What would you tell yourself before? I would probably just tell myself it's okay that your body is changing so much. Like just allow it to happen and not to be so hard on myself because you know your belly's going to get bigger, but um, a lot more things get bigger than just your belly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone carries their weight a little bit differently, but like you, <laughs> I've, I've put on some pounds. Everyone wants to be like the cute pregnant lady with just only carries it in her belly and I mean, everyone's experience is going to be different. So I would just tell myself, don't be so hard on yourself. Your body's doing amazing, beautiful things, and you just have to let it do its thing and be grateful that you're creating life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's is good. There, is there anything that you would, like, advise, like, a husband or, like, a boyfriend in Ooh. the situation mm-hmm. to, like, help you with that at all? I don't know. I mean, my husband's amazing. So he just tells me how beautiful I am all the time. He thinks I'm more beautiful now, you know, carrying his child than I've ever been. He's like, you know, just, he's still his goofy self with me and flirtatious mm-hmm. and still wants to, you know, fool around. He's, yeah. he's, he still, he, lo- he truly makes me feel more beautiful. So, I mean, so not changing is yeah, essentially just don't change. Don't, That's awesome. don't bring up the fact that, you know, maybe she's put on a couple extra pounds or like, mm-hmm. whoa, you, oh, you can't fit into those jeans anymore. Or you can't, cause we're not, oh, you know, belly wise, but if our legs get bigger, <laughs> like mm-hmm. don't say anything. Also a lot of swelling happens in pregnancy too. So it's not necessarily all just like pounds, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. a lot of water weight and like we're, we double up in blood. Like it's insane. So, that is weird to think about. Yeah. I'm freaking screwed. I'm already the thick sibling. So me pregnant, I'm going to Kim Kardashian blow up on you hoes. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, Kendall, isn't it? Is it? I, I was just like perusing the internet, looking mm-hmm. at pregnancy stuff for the first time. Mm-hmm. And like, is it true that when you when you get pregnant for the first time, you don't show as much as like further pregnancies you might have? It's different for everyone. Typically, that's the case, I feel like. But for me, I feel like I popped so early on. and Yeah, you got big fast. I did. I really showed a lot. And I was pregnant pretty much at the same time with two of my other friends. And neither one of them were showing as much. And they were probably a month to two months earlier than me, like ahead in their pregnancy. And... I looked just as big as they were. And I was like, what in the world? Like, I was just so surprised. And now that I think I'm in my third trimester, I don't think I'm like drastically changing much in size. I think I changed the most early on. And then I'm kind of, my size is steadied out bump wise. Have you felt any pressure to like work out or Oh yeah. Do anything like that? Oh yeah. Well, and the, with social media these days, I mean, I follow a lot of bloggers and I, mm-hmm. I, the bloggers that I followed before I was pregnant, none of them were pregnant. And then no joke, I got pregnant and they all got pregnant at the same time. I was like, 
everyone's getting pregnant. Like something's in the water. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Everywhere I look, it's someone's having a baby, but they're all like in their cute workout gear and working out and doing yoga. And I'm like, I'm just like, I just want to sit. I want to sit. Laying on my side. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. That's also, I've learned different between everybody too, because you would think, I mean, laying on your side is what's best for the baby, especially if you lay on your left side. Um, that's what's healthier. But for me, my ribs hurt so bad. And so a lot of women suffer from like back pain. And for me, my back's been fine, but my ribs have been in a lot of pain. It's, it's just where she's positioned, but I mean, if I lay on my side, I think it puts more pressure and she hates pressure. So if she like feels one side of the bed on the side of my belly, she will like use that as a jumping point and she will just push as hard as she can (laughs) off of whatever side is giving her pressure. So everyone's different, but I try my best to lay on my side. Yeah. That is so freaky. I go numb. Yeah. I'm imagining like a little human inside me and it makes me want to vomit. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Kendall will send me Snapchats occasionally of like a view of her stomach. Wow. Like her husband, Tommy is reading a book to the baby or there's like music in the background and you'll just see the baby moving around her stomach. And Oh yeah. I'm not, I, I had a dream one night really, and it was just like a face imprinted on your stomach and it (laughs) was freaky as shit. Like, no, I, I feel like, Kara's already having a nightmare tonight. I know that. Yeah, you literally just like manifested that into my brain and now I'm going to have a, a Chucky dream or something. Yeah, That's but so is, does that does that freak you out at all, Kendall? Or does it just feel kind of natural? Like, I mean, it, uh, I, um, I wouldn't say it feels natural. You kind of get used to it, but it's still a little bit shocking. Like it's unlike any other feeling in the world. At first... A lot of people don't notice if the baby's kicking or moving because they're so tiny, but I remember feeling it for the first time being like, oh, that's something I've never felt before. Hmm. I think, I think that was a movement. And then like, as she's gotten bigger, her movements have gotten bigger and she's gotten so much stronger. And it's honestly crazy to think about how tiny she is, but how powerful she is at the same time. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, when she gets to kick in, it is Oh, and if she gets near those ribs, it is, it it hurts. (laughs) It's not fun, but it's also like a little reminder that she's there. And I just, you never feel by yourself and you feel like you just have a little buddy who like wants to be a part of your life. And you're just like, Oh, hi. Hello. (laughs) So, and she's very responsive to my husband's voice. So anytime he reads a book to her, he puts his mouth right over my belly and she will push her entire body over to his mouth exactly and like push up as far as she can. So it's really, it's something truly amazing and like special to see. I feel kind of bad because, you know, guys can never feel this, but it's for the, for the girls, it's pretty special. I wish I was a dude. I don't want to have to feel all of that. I'm trying to be on the outskirts. Like, yeah, oh, my wife's pregnant. <laughs> they get it easy. I don't want to birth a child. I was just thinking about how, I recently adopted a dog and (laughs) the first week I'd try to sleep and we were trying to like crate train Murphy. Yeah. And he'd, he'd like whine because he wouldn't want to be in the crate and he'd wake me up in the middle of the night. And I was like, when you were saying, if you lay on your side, Layla will like kick up in your ribs. Do you ever like 
fall asleep and then just get startled awake because she starts moving around and you're like, well, <sighs> like that sounds like it could be kind of frustrating. A little bit. Um, she's honestly really good about whenever I go to sleep, I, I don't know if it's her, if she's a lot, her movements are a lot smaller or if it's me just when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. See, I don't think that's true though. Cause I think I, I have to, I move quite a bit because one side, if I'm laying on one, my ribs will hurt. So then I'll switch to the other side. And then, so almost like every hour and a half to two hours, I feel like I'm waking up to roll over to the other side and you have to fully wake up to roll. Cause you can't just like quickly roll anymore. You have to like really lift up your hips and shift your whole body weight. She, her most active is between like midnight and three o'clock in the morning. Oh, if, gosh. I, if I go to bed before then and I don't fall asleep right away by midnight, she's, she starts kicking and I can't fall asleep. And then I'll, I won't fall asleep till like three o'clock in the morning. So the sleep time has been a little bit tricky, but once I fall asleep, I'm usually pretty good. She's pretty good too, unless she kicks my bladder and I have to get up and pee. Which I do have to pee regardless. Like you're, there's so much pressure on your bladder. I usually have to wake up and pee at least once or twice in the middle of the night. Man, dang, yeah. How has been being pregnant during like all the quarantine and like Corona stuff been? Because that's, I mean, obviously being pregnant is an adjustment, but having to do that during this time, how has that been for you? A little weird, but also this is all I know. Like, I don't have any other time to compare it to. So to me, I'm just like, all right, this is what we're doing. And I I think the hardest part has been going to my OB appointments. All of a sudden, I have to go by myself. Like, Tommy would always come with me and we would, you know, get to have that time in the car being excited about what we we're going to find out, the doctor, and then being there together and making sure we're asking questions and everyone's on the same page. And now I'm all by myself sitting in a waiting room and sitting at, you know, in the doctor's office by myself. And especially with your first, he really wants to know what's going on and has questions. So, you know, it kind of, it's a little bit of a bummer that he can't come with me, but that's been a little bit rough, but honestly, everything's kind of been really okay. I mean, I think that I can use it to my advantage and say, oh, I can't go to the grocery <laughs> store. I think I know it's not safe. I need to stay home. And I'm like, babe, you can go to the grocery store, babe. I need you to get this and this. And so I'm just going to stay here. I can't be exposed. Exactly. To- you have to do it for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I live with my girlfriend, Catherine, for everybody listening. And she tells me to stay home because I'm the weakling with asthma, who's like a top risk for Corona stuff. So she's like, you stay home. Uh, I'll go out in public if we need to do anything. But yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. I would definitely be really curious, like Tommy, with all those appointments and like missing some of those. What about the actual delivery date? Like, have you planned that out with doctors or like talked through what that day looks like during all this? Well, a little. So I think that the trend right now is like creating a birth plan because there's a birth plan talk everywhere I look. I think that, you know, if people have their opinions on whether you should do a hospital birth or a natural birth and at home birth, you know, water birth, there's all these different types of birth. And it's like, I don't know. I don't, this is my first, I don't know really what I want to do, how I'm going to feel in the moment. And 
all I care about is having a happy, healthy baby. That's mm-hmm. all I really want. So, I mean, I luckily my OB is the same OB for that was from my mom and well, y'all's mom, obviously. <laughs> but, all of our mom. <laughs> yeah. And so we trust him a lot. And he's been doing this for such a long time. I feel safe with him and like he's going to do whatever is best for me and the baby. So I know I'm going to be in good hands and I kind of talked to him about a birth plan and he just kind of looked at me like, well, it's so different for everyone. He's like, you can come up with a plan and say, this is what I want to do. And then the day happens and it has to go completely different. He's like, I don't want you to have your hopes up. And like mm-hmm. have this perfect vision of how you want it to go down and then it doesn't happen and then you get, you know, upset or frustrated with it. And he's like, you know, if there's something specific in that you want, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, go through everything with you and I want you to have a peace of mind going into it. But to get down to the nitty gritty specifics, I think that's, it's just going to be overkill. You gotta go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. As soon like whenever you start having contractions and you think it's gonna happen, the plan is just to go to the hospital and call the hospital and make sure your OB's there. He's always gonna be there. I mean, they're like always on call, but and he knows mm-hmm. when your due date is. So I mean, and they check. They you have towards the end of your pregnancy, you have to go in like every week for checkups to make sure you're if you to see if you're dilated and where the baby's position is and things like that. So I'm getting to that point. I don't have weekly appointments yet. I think right now I'm at three weeks apart, but who knows, maybe this next appointment, he'll want to change it to two or one. But the big deal is when your water breaks. If your water breaks, you need to go to the hospital because then it's like you're in motion. And Is that not always the sign that you need to go? Well, you you a lot of people will just start having contractions. And so, and maybe their water hasn't, broken yet so wait wait wait. what is the water breaking i'm sorry i'm a girl and i should probably know that but like what does that mean i <laughs> fully the, don't get it's it it's like the amniotic fluid that's oh, point, that's- oh yes the amniotic fluid <laughs> yes that's holding <laughs> that's holding the baby and it's like the little sack that they're in so Ooh, once this, that that's so gross yeah once oh. that breaks then then there's nothing between that's holding that baby in there you're just it's like ready to go so you have to wow. be like dilated to a certain point um, Can you break your own water? Uh, I don't. <laughs> oh my god, Kara! I don't. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe someone's done that. Like they're just pissed off they're pregnant. And they just. I don't think so. Try think, to do some squats or something. Well, you can. There's all these different methods that people say like to help induce labor. Hmm. You know, but to specifically break your water, I don't. I don't know about that. But um, I mean, but mm-hmm. I don't think I'm gonna have that problem. I think she's going to come early. So I think she's so active. I think she just wants to be out in the world. And mm-hmm. also we all yeah. came early. Like we were all That's what, true. like a week to three weeks early. So I was three weeks early. I know that I was too. I think I was only a week early. I was a, a chubby baby. I was staying in there as long as I could, yeah. <laughs> but also I just want to retouch on the fact that the man who pulled all three of us out of our mother <laughs> is the person who is pulling a child out of you now. Yeah. Well, actually, I think that's weird. That's kind of nuts. But okay, here's the thing, though. He was our doctor for all three. He was supposed to deliver all three of us. But I think he only actually delivered you. 
So okay. um, he was on vacation, wasn't he? I would feel like yeah, I remember that I think story. He was on vacation twice whenever mom went into labor with Kara and I. So hmm. we had a different doctor actually deliver us. Um, That's why you came out smarter because the right doctor delivered you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Layla will be brilliant. Yeah. Kendall, on that note, are you doing anything? Are you reading topical books to your child? Are you listening to Beethoven? <laughs> Teach your kids Spanish while it's in the womb. What are you doing? Um, Some Duolingo in the background. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, oh, I, this is, I don't know. Does it make me bad? No, there's no, no right or wrong. The baby listens to whatever music I'm in the mood for. So he, she's getting a little taste of every genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and although I feel like she's the most reactive to Shania Twain. <laughs> I love Shania Twain. <laughs> I do too. And so she really gets into it whenever I sing mm-hmm. along with Shania Twain. She's um, a country girl. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Layla Jane. <laughs> Ew, I oh, God. <laughs> no. But I we read to her every night. Um, when I think I was uh, 16 or 18 weeks along, Tommy and I went to Barnes & Noble and we each picked out a baby book for her. And ever since then, we've been reading. You know, he has his book and I have mine. So we read mm-hmm. to her every night and... Um, apparently there's, it's supposed to like, they can hear you from a, like in the second trimester, they can hear your voice. So, um, now she's able to like kind of one, recognize our voices, but two, I think they can recognize certain rhythms. So they don't necessarily have memories, but they have, they can recognize something like a sound or a if it has a rhyme to it and you read it over and over again, then they can recognize it and that helps calm their heart rate down. So we try to read it every night before we go to bed. So hopefully I can go to sleep after and she won't be so active. Interesting. That is very interesting. Do you, do you do anything else with your like routine, what you eat, what you do to like help your baby in any way or Um, supplements, anything I'm taking more supplements because obviously she's sucking a lot of nutrients from me. Um, so I feel like I need to double up just so I can have enough for her and still have enough for me. Um, so I'm taking more like calcium and omega threes and like a, a multi green supplement. Cause I know dark leafy greens are really important in pregnancy. So I was like, I'm going to eat a lot of salad, which I craved salad in the beginning. That's, I really, really wanted like a Caesar salad all the time. Um, It's a good craving. Yeah. Healthy craving. A nice healthy craving. And so, um, but I also took that supplement as well, along with magnesium, because I was starting to get like um, restless legs a lot. And so Hmm. I took some more magnesium and that seemed to really, really help me a lot. And plus I know I should be drinking more water. That's one thing that I really struggle with is drinking water. Kara, you are the water queen. <laughs> I, I don't really know am. how you do it. It's not that I don't like water. I just don't, I don't think to drink. Like if I'm not thirsty, I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to just drink, sip on some water. Like I have to be thirsty right. in order to want to do it. And I don't know, like I'll fill up a whole thing of water and it'll be next to me and I just won't drink it. And I, 
as Kevin <laughs> as, sips his water. As you take a drink, yeah. I know. I was looking at my large. I have a large. It's like 64 ounces of water, and I've had two of those today, and it's only 6.30. I'm just, like, extremely thirsty. Like, I'm parched right now. Parched. Well, hey, if if you have the urge, if you're thirsty, that means you're dehydrated, and it's too late. You need to drink Ooh, more water. Maybe I'm just never dehydrated. Okay, that is straight <laughs> false because I'm always thirsty and I had to take a drug test for my new job and they literally made me take it again because my pee was diluted because I drink so much water. So what? yeah, I had to take my drug test again. They were like, there's not enough like urine in your pee. Like it's that is watered weird. down. They probably thought I was flushing drugs out of my system, but <laughs> I wasn't. Weird. No? Okay, good. I'm just a hydrated gal. The opposite happened to me. This was before I was pregnant. I actually, this was when I had a miscarriage. This was before um, this pregnancy. We were doing a lot of blood work to try to figure out where I was and how far along I was when it happened and all this stuff. Um, But they told me to make sure I don't drink water when I came in. And I was like, okay, so I didn't drink water, came with my appointment, and she was like, um, I'm struggling to get a vein. Did you drink any water? And I was like, no, you guys told me not to. And she goes, oh, well, you're, you you probably should have drank a little bit of water because <laughs> I was probably dehydrated, but I also had lost a lot of blood. So I have some juice yeah. veins because I'm hydrated. Yeah. Yeah, and I and Kendall, I didn't know. I knew I knew that the miscarriage happened, but I didn't know if I would be okay to ask you about that. Would you want to talk about that for yeah, a second? I'm I'm an open book. I mean, it happens to a lot more women than I yeah, think we know. Yeah, how like common is that? It's very common. Yeah. I don't know this. The, I knew the stats at one point, and I don't remember them off the top of my head right now. But it happens to a lot of women. I'm really glad that people have started to be more open into talking about it because it makes you feel less alone and like girls in general are mo- are really hard on themselves. And so to, to have that happen to you, it, you just want to put the whole weight of the world on your shoulders and feel like it's your fault. And like you did something wrong and that's not always the case. And I remember feeling symptoms like right away, but I'm very in tune with my body. And so I felt a little off and I took a pregnancy test and it came back negative. I guess I took it too early And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not pregnant. I'm going to continue to go on with life. And, um, you know, we weren't like actively trying, but we weren't not trying. Like I had gotten off my birth control and we were kind of thinking about it and um, did not expect to get pregnant right away because I think it had been like a week, a week. Like that's so soon. And um we got some fertile genes up in here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so, I mean, I remember I I went to an FC Dallas game and like sat in the beer garden and we like drank a lot of beer. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was still taking my Vivance medicine. And so I was like, I was at the nail salon when it started happening and they were just getting so much stronger. And I was like, wow. And I kept thinking, I started, I started and I hadn't yet. And I was like, what, what is going on? Like, I usually don't cramp for this long without starting your period. And I was like, well, I don't know. And then I got home, sat on the couch, and then just felt like a gush, like a gush of blood happened. I was like, oh, my gosh, what in the world just happened? And so I went to the bathroom, and then there's no denying what it was. 
Like it scared me because I've never experienced anything like that before. And I remember calling mom and she just gave me this look and I was like, it is what I thought it was. Like the look at her face just confirmed what I knew in my heart had happened. Tommy had just gone to work. He works the night shift. So I just felt so alone. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I didn't even know I was pregnant. Had I known I was pregnant, I would have done so many things differently. And how did this happen? How did I not? I took the test and it came back negative. I mean, all these things ran through my mind. It was like a super emotional night. And I, I was emotional about it for a long time. And then I remember calling my doctor the next day. She had me schedule an appointment to come in to take my blood test to see if my, oh, I'm forgetting the levels, whatever hormone levels spikes up when you're pregnant. And she was like, if your levels are high, then, and we, then yes, you were pregnant. And, and it was like, she was able to fit me in the next day, but I took a pregnancy test that night as well. And it came back positive. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is like, that just, mm. oh, my heart sank. But then a part of me was like, oh my gosh, what if I am still pregnant? Like, what if I, what if I had two and one, like, what if they were twins and one came, one came out and one, one stayed? I don't know. And like, I, mm-hmm. I, you're just, you go through a million things. So my, I was hopeful and then I was sad. And then even my, um, when my blood result test came back, she was like, um, well, it says that you're still pregnant. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I took a pregnancy test too. And it says that I'm pregnant. So I think, what if I'm still pregnant? And I was so excited. I got very, you know, hopeful again. And then I went into the OB and they did a sonogram to check and they were like, no, no, you're not. Was it just like a lingering hormone reading level or whatever the tests read? Yeah. Yeah. Before? It was. And I, I was, um, almost six weeks pregnant. Wow. Yeah. So that was, it was, that was really tough. And I think after that, you know, Tommy and I really looked at each other and was like, you know, are we ready to do this for sure? I need to clear. And I had just left my other job, which I wasn't taking care of myself, like physically, emotionally, mentally like anything I was I put myself on the back burner with my previous job and so I think it just really took a toll on me physically and especially mentally and emotionally but I don't think my body was one ready to handle that and two I mean I talked to my doctor and he's like it could have been a a chromosome defect or something that you know if it's not if not, if it's not all aligned, right, your body just kind of, it happens. It just, that's what happens. So he's like, don't blame yourself. Don't, you know, but I'd really took time after that to kind of tap the brakes on everything going on in life and just slow down, really take care of myself and my body and get to a better place. And then, um, (laughs) And then I was like, maybe let's, now I'm going to get a new job. And I was like, maybe we'll get pregnant in like a year from now. So I'm going to settle into my new job first. So Mm -hmm. I was about to start birth control again, found out I got the job, celebrated that I got the job and ended up 
also getting pregnant at the same time. So I started my new job and then like a week later found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. The yeah. Lord had a plan wow. for you. Look at that. Yeah. So yeah. how, what was the timeline between the miscarriage and when you got pregnant? Mm, seven months. Okay. So not too long. Yeah. Not too In long. my head, I don't know why, but I felt like it was closer for some reason. I think it's just because that's like top of mind. Like I remember hearing yeah. that happened and I was like, oh, geez. And it was just like, I thought about it for a while. Well, I was honestly worried. I was like, am I going to have a hard time getting pregnant? You know, because mm -hmm. that's also a, true for a lot of women. I mean, I think women put a lot of pressure on themselves to start the whole family thing and start trying early on because they don't know if they're going to be able to get pregnant easily or not. And like, that's a big fear for a lot of women. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. So, um, as soon as that happened, I was like, Oh, I mean, I got pregnant easily, but is it going to be hard for me to keep a pregnancy? That's a whole nother thing. And I was like, gosh, that, to have to go through that a lot, several times, like that, I, that would take such a toll on, on you physically and mentally and emotionally too. And so I, when it happened the second time around, I was way more cautious to like tell people about it. And I, I kind of kept it to just immediate family for a while there before I like went public with it. Cause it's scary to have to, you know, in the very beginning stages, not knowing how it's going to turn out. So could you explain like what the beginning stages of like getting pregnant the first few weeks and how, like just how, how that introduction period goes? Like, mm -hmm. is there a period of time when you can like feel like you're pregnant, but haven't taken a test yet. And then, like at X amount of weeks, is there like a date when you're in the clear from having a, a miscarriage? Like, are you, is there a, a date when like certain things happen yeah. and you feel comfortable? Well, so I think, I mean, it's different for everybody, but um, in the very beginning, the symptoms are kind of just like you get, you're really fatigued, you know, your, your boobs start swelling and they start to hurt. And like that happened for me right away. It honestly just feels like PMS symptoms just intensified. So without like, well, the implantation of the egg, once it travels from the fallopian tube down to, you know, and it starts to embed itself into the uterine wall, that itself, that implantation can cause you to cramp a little bit and, and have like be a little spotty. And I remember spotting both times. I think that's when... I took the pregnancy test and it came back negative. And I was like, no, I don't really know what's going on. Or that might've been my second one. It's honestly kind of a blur, but <laughs> our, so the spotting kind of happens. You might get a little crampy during there. You're, you just feel really blah. And I remember for me in the very, very beginning, before I knew I was pregnant, before I had taken a test, I just remember being so tired and I didn't feel sick. I didn't feel bad. I just didn't feel good. Like I just felt super blah and just drained. And I don't know, I was really aware of my own heart rate. Like I was really, I don't, I, and that sounds kind of weird. I don't know if that's just me, but I remember being like, wow, Ooh, 
I've felt this before. I need to take a test. And then I did. And I was, <laughs> then I was pregnant. And then it came back positive And I called Kara immediately. And I was like, I remember that day. You will. I was like, guess what? Is that what I said? No. Yeah. You were like, so I did something or you said something yeah. like that. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, if she's calling me, then like either this relates to me who died, what happened, <laughs> like something bad went down. And then I'm pretty sure you like started laughing and I was like, are you pregnant? And then you were like, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was cute. Probably. Yeah. Suck it, Kevin. She called me first. <laughs> you are, you are the girl. She yeah. you should probably relate to you better. Yeah. True. Like you, you mentioned it's like, kind of like PMS symptoms. And I was like, Hmm. Those. Mm. You're like, I yeah. don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lucky you though. I feel like you're you're doing really well. I mean, I'm talking about a lot of things here. And for a guy, I think you're doing really well. I mean, you did grow up with two sisters and a mom, and we're all very much open. We don't really shy away from any topic. Maybe yeah, I feel yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty damn shy. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Kara, I remember you getting upset when you'd see me shaving my armpits at a young age you were like you're disgusting okay because you and mom are so open and extra about everything that like my i (laughs) my brain just like rejected that and i was like all right i'm gonna be the shy reserved one you didn't like when mom was epilating your armpits in the living room no it's disgusting and i stand firmly by that i don't remember that but yeah i'm sure half the people that are listening to this because of me have no idea what epilating or PMS symptoms are. Like, uh, I'm definitely gonna have to put a disclaimer in whatever intro I make for this podcast because say girls listen, boys listen at your own regard. Earmuffs. Yeah. Well, and okay. So the other part of your question was, um, I believe it's ten weeks. Once you get to like ten weeks, I think you're. It's more in the safe zone for miscarriages. I think so. Ugh. Nobody quote me on that, <laughs> but I remember whenever I hit that day, I was, my doctor told me and I was like, oh my gosh, I can take a breath. And I was like, okay, maybe, you know, like I was, I was willing to tell even more family members than just the immediate. Um, I still didn't want to like put it out there for the public yet. I feel like when you first posted about it, like you could tell you were pregnant. I like know. it was like a yeah. pretty, cause I remember everyone was like, well, when are you going to post about it? When are you going to post? Because you wanted to wait until like after I don't remember why it was something with your job you wanted to wait till I was so new I had just started in like I found I was pregnant like a week after I started my my job and I was like oh my gosh people are gonna they're gonna think I got a job just, <laughs> just so for maternity leave yeah just for maternity leave or just to like get pregnant and then leave I'm like that's how did you do that then how did you tell them um she waited a really long time I did I waited a long time Kendall, you are large. What's happening? Wow, you blew up real quick. It was almost to my second trimester. It was right before we had like this big conference where people from out of town were coming in. I want to say it was like February. Were you showing yet? I was showing. I was. But it's also wintertime, so I could wear... Some flowy stuff. Some sweaters Mm -hmm. and... Nobody would really notice. I mean, I could tell, but it kind of nobody else would be able to tell. Okay. And I remember the second that I told them, like, I couldn't button my jeans anymore. Like, I was getting to the point where I had to say something. And my boss was coming in town, and I was like, 
I'm going to have to let her know now because if, if she, co- if she sees me at the conference, cause I had met her one time before early on cause she lives in another state. And so I was like, when she comes in town, you know, when you haven't seen somebody in a long time, like if, if you gain weight gradually and you're around them, you don't really notice it. Yep. Well, then you, you <laughs> see them and you're like, I haven't seen you in three months. And you're like, Whoa, you look so different, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's, what's going to happen. Like, I can't, I have to tell her. So I told her, I think like over a conference call, um, was just a, well, yeah, it was just like a one-on-one meeting and over the phone. And then I was like, I wouldn't let you know, because I think I'm, I'm starting to show a little bit and I didn't want to uh, surprise you <laughs> with that when you saw me in person in a couple weeks. So I told her and then I told my initial like small team. And then after that, I told the rest of the team that, you know, I work in office with. So but I also, I get to work from home three days a week. So there were, that's clutch. I don't know. I could, I could really maximize like my big sweaters on the days I was only going to work. So yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. when you were at work, did you like find that people treated you differently or anything when you were pregnant? Like how was being a, a pregnant woman in a business field? Honestly, they were so great about it. Like I have an amazing team. They're just, they're from day one, they welcomed me and made me truly feel like I was already a part of the team when I had just started. So, and they, so I, I give them all the credit cause they're just great people. They really were so happy for me and I was nervous to tell them, but they were so excited. And, um, I work with a lot of young people, I think five, five of them that are in the office with me that either have at least one kid or more. So, and then the rest of them are, you know, either single or engaged or just married and they have some pets and stuff, but you know, kids aren't really right there in the forefront for them. So, um, they were all asking questions and then the people who had had kids had, have had, (laughs) they had, yeah, (laughs) they were, I feel like I bonded with them like almost immediately, especially the women. They were like, Oh my gosh, like, how are you feeling? What are you doing? Like they would check up on me all the time and were always asking how I was doing. And you know, if I ever was, I felt like I could eat snacks now. Like all of a sudden I was like, I was trying to hide all my snacks in my desk. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm constantly feel like I'm snacking, but, um, <laughs> all of a sudden now I felt like, okay, it's okay for me to snack. I don't need to try to hide it because they're going to, they understand now. Um, and also during that time frame, before I told anybody, that was when my like mornings, like sickness symptoms were like the highest point. So up until your, I think 13 weeks, that's when after 13 weeks, things kind of get a little bit easier with morning sickness, at least for me up until then I was, I was at least 13 weeks before I told them because I remember that. I remember being at a lot better place with that whenever I told them I was like and we're okay now don't worry about it guys but in the beginning they would we would all sit together at lunch and there was a lot of different smells happening and I was like oh my gosh I don't know if I can handle this and I was trying so hard to like put on a brave face because your your sense of smell is so heightened and it's just like one day cilantro would be nothing. And then the next day cilantro was just a punch in the face and I would get nauseous. And I was like, I can't do this. 
I need to walk away um, or black coffee. I remember sitting in this tiny little room for a conference call and someone had a fresh cup of black coffee and it was sitting more honestly closer to me than that person. And it didn't have a lid on it. And the wind, the, the AC in the room was just wafting it towards my face. And I had to physically get up out of the, out of the training and like walk away. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm about to lose it. Gosh, that's weird. I didn't think of that was the thing. I didn't yeah. think coffee would make you. I didn't even think that having heightened senses while you're pregnant would be a thing. What? I didn't know that was a thing. There are some odd. There are some odd things about pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. What has been like the weirdest thing, or like something that you didn't expect during pregnancy? I don't think there's anything I didn't expect. I think I've heard a lot, and I kind of knew a lot going into it. And I knew everyone was different. So I was kind of like, okay, I could get really bad stretch marks. I could have the pregnancy mask where your pigment on your face changes. I could get really bad morning sickness. I could have back pains. You can have varicose veins pop up. So I was trying to prepare myself for all the worst. And I've been really blessed. I feel like my pregnancy has gone really smooth and my skin is great. You know, no back pain. My ribs hurt. My ribs hurt a lot. And my skin can go numb at the very top of my ribs sometimes. <laughs> but, um, Ow. yeah. And, but the, the normal, like nausea, I never threw up. I never threw up in the beginning stages of like morning sickness, but I always, I felt like I was going to. So there was a couple moments where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to lose it. Okay. I will say this. I didn't expect how morning sickness would come about for me like it they say morning but it's not it's not in the morning only like for me I would be fine in the morning you know I would get ready for work and so that first hour is kind of like you all of a sudden you can't you can't go a whole hour in the morning without eating whereas I usually could you know I could go a couple hours in the morning without eating and so but all of a sudden I would get to like 30, 45 minutes. And I would be like, Oh, I'm starting to get nauseous. Like I need to, I need to eat something. And so as soon as I put like a little something in my system, I was fine. I was good to go. I would get hungry almost like actually, and it wasn't even hunger. It was, I knew I needed to eat something about every two hours because every two hours, a wave of nausea would kind of like come over me. And I knew like, okay, I probably just need to put something in my system. Cause as soon as I did that, I felt fine. I wasn't necessarily hungry, but just putting a little bit of food in your system really made a world of a difference. And there was like these pregnancy pops that were a lifesaver because those helped in like meetings and stuff. And if there was ever a smell that I couldn't take, I would just put one of those in my mouth and suck on it. And the flavor would help me help my senses kind of override whatever I was smelling. So that was a huge thing. And my, my friend Brooke, she was like, you're going to need these because she's already had a baby and they were a license. Where did you get them? Uh, she ordered them from Amazon. And they're called pregnancy pops? Yeah, pregnancy pops. And they're really yummy. They come in different flavors. And it's just like a little lollipop candy. Yeah. Interesting. I definitely thought it was a popsicle. At oh. first, I was picturing the popsicle in the meeting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like a little lollipop without a stick. It's nice. Not as big, but yeah. All right. So I've got a few random questions I'm just curious about that I kind of want to ask you. Yeah. Uh, before I go into that, Kara, do you have any weird questions that you want to ask? Mm, 
I don't have any weird questions, but I do want to know, and I feel like every other girl who would like listen to this would want to know, like what are your like go-to products that you've been using or like things that you've been using to like prep? Cause I know a lot of people use like different like oils on their belly or like, mm-hmm. so what are you, what products are you using? Well, I'm trying to use the most natural products because I mean, your skin is the largest organ on your body and the bigger your belly gets, then the thinner your skin kind of becomes and everything can penetrate really easily. So yeah, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to be really mindful about what products I'm putting on my body and also what I'm putting into my body because, you know, obviously you need to be careful with the things that you eat and some some women have really particular diets and I've not been super strict on myself with what I'm eating um I'm trying to also go more clean more organic and you know you can just read kind of how your body feels but anything you wouldn't want to eat when you're like trying to be healthy Mm -hmm. you know trying to stay away from that stuff but product wise I think the biggest thing is like making sure you're lubing up your belly with like some kind of belly butter and there's a lot out there and honestly I think they've gotten a lot better over the course of time with being more like natural organic products so they're not hard to find um there's a lot of like different kinds of butters out there there's shea butter there's okay almond butter there's there are almond oils and coconut oils and kind of all those bombs that you can put on your belly and I've read that almond butter is supposed to be like really helpful for stretch marks Um, but we have an almond problem in our family so (laughs) I have got nut allergies (laughs) yeah I I haven't had any like reactions that I've noticed to almonds but I don't know I've learned a lot more that even though you're not able to see a physical reaction that your blood might still be having a reaction to something and you just may not be noticing it right away. So, um, it could still be an intolerance and I'm not, that's not making me not use almond butter. Like some of my products still have almond oil in it and I've, I've been fine, but luckily I have a mother who is very into, um, essential oils and, um, she has been making me a homemade belly butter with like frankincense and I don't know she sent me a whole list of things lavender and gentle baby and it's got like pure shea butter in it and I'm excited to use it she just made it for me so and I'm but I'm I'm at the point where my skin's like desperately needing it um she never had stretch marks and I've heard stretch marks can also be hereditary so um she didn't have any stretch marks with the three of us um I do. I definitely do. They're not bad. Um, they're little tiny purpley pink ones kind of right on the sides of my hips. But I think that I was really hard on myself about that in the beginning. And then I'm like, you know what? You're doing, you're doing just great, sweetie. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. keep, you know what? Let it be. And so belly so, butter, that's, be- uh, that's yeah. your number one. Belly. Yeah. Everyone needs a good belly butter. And then, and then as when you get to your third trimester, really start looking at good nipple creams because mm. they're gonna go. <laughs> Love through, that. Yeah, they're gonna go through a beating when that baby's born. So, yeah. So you prep. You prep, yeah, prep before. Prep. So you are you're you pro breastfeeding once the baby's born. 
Oh, absolutely. But I don't, I don't knock anybody if they can't breastfeed. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's journey is different. I've, you know, you've heard, I've growing up, you hear all the time, like breast is best. And then like fed is best. <laughs> like you just need to make sure Boom. you need to make sure your baby's fed and it's gaining weight healthy and, and just, yeah, healthily. I think my personal story would differ from that because wasn't I yeah no I wasn't breastfed the the nurse like took me away and gave me formula first and it really fucked me up apparently (laughs) you were difficult even from birth yeah Mm -hmm. well mom said she always you had like it was called like liquid gold is what she would call it mm -hmm. and and wasn't it like Norwegian baby food or something special formula because you had such an intolerance to like air everything. I was allergic to like like I couldn't have water unless it was filtered a certain way I had like like watermelon yeah. filtered water and that was like it at the beginning like, yeah. yeah I remember your your first birthday you your cake was a watermelon because that's yeah. all you could have <laughs> that like actually blows my mind to think like if I had a kid and yeah, the suck. doctor was like sorry your kid can only have water <laughs> like what you wouldn't you can't babies can't survive on that though like you have to have like a fatty substance to build up like, that's why your immune system is so low kevin <laughs> but hey i you got fed that i got fed that special formula made just for yeah. me and that's why i'm smarter than the both of you right um is that right naturally, no? absolutely not naturally <laughs> gifted perhaps okay but we're all gifted in our own ways okay that's true that's true hey i got a 4.0 this semester so suck it i got a 4.0 multiple semesters okay well I so did i that's a good dude. now we're all competing you can tell that <laughs> yeah, we're competitive yeah, yeah. Family. Yeah. thank you back to the pregnancy questions though i am a little nervous for when i have a, a kid of my own because i don't want my genes to fuck them up so like what what do i do is there anything you could do to like no. prevent things like <laughs> asthma severe allergies like, good house. <laughs> uh, yeah. like like kara she's allergic Prayer. to tree nuts and stuff like that like can, do you avoid eating peanut butter no like, you just can't do anything no i think that's all in the lord's lord's plan cross your fingers and say a prayer i mean i haven't read anything that says that and my doctor hasn't said anything you, yeah those are just how your genetic makeup is going to be are there pros to like exposing your diet to multiple things while you're pregnant versus like restricting it yeah i mean there's i there was there's a documentary oh what is it called not not coming to mind but there's a documentary and i can't remember if it's on prime or Netflix, but it's like the process of how you were developed in the womb. And it is absolutely incredible. Like it, it blows your mind to just even think about how things come together and what everything, it has to be so perfectly aligned. This matches up to this. And at this stage, this has to happen in order for the, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And I'm over here like, all this is going on inside of me and I'm not like consciously having to think about it. Like I'm not like today I'm going to, I'm going to develop a liver. (laughs) Today I'm going to work on the lungs. Like it's just, it's doing it inside of me and I'm, I don't even have to think about it. Like it's insane. There's a point where, wait, I forgot where I was going. If you have to restrict your diet or expose them to a better, wider 
in this documentary, they had a study where there were two guys that were living in the same city. They had the same jobs. They had like very like the same. They were both taxi drivers, same nationality. One mom was pregnant in India and it was like in a, in a very like rural place of India. So they were dependent on the crops of the season that they were in. And that's what she ate. And then the other mom was pregnant in the city. Both were born, but she ate like city food and the other one ate, you know, whatever the crops were at the moment um, for that season. And then when they grew up, they both ended up moving to the same city and they are both taxi drivers, the same age. And one of them ended up getting diabetes. And it was the one who was developed in the womb to the like rule diet of with the crops because that's how its body developed processing those certain types of food. Hmm. And the one that's mom ate more of the regular fast-paced city life kind of food didn't. When he was growing in the womb, his body developed in a way that could process those types of sugars and so what you're saying is feed your kid cheeseburgers if they're going to eat cheeseburgers when they grow up (laughs) I think I think that was a very like too extreme like she that was a very extreme like she literally had she could only eat whatever crops that they had at the time but I think I took I took that as like not being so hard on myself I was like Mm -hmm. if I want to have give into a craving and I want to have some like a cheeseburger. I'm it's not the end of the world, you know? And so I think it allowed me to be less hard on myself, but I definitely was mindful. Like I wouldn't have a cheeseburger all the time. Like, and my cravings weren't like really crazy either. I wanted a chicken Caesar salad for a long time. I wanted, um, fettuccine Alfredo pasta for a long time. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I got into a really big popsicle phase. I don't know. And my, like my cravings would last like a week and a half to two weeks. And then I wouldn't want anything to do with that food after that point. So it's been pretty, pretty, I really wanted pop tarts. That was one that was, I was like, I shouldn't be eating pop tarts, but I thought about pop tarts every day for like two weeks. And I, all I wanted was a pop tart. And then pop tarts are so good. They're so good. And, uh, like there a strawberry pop tart, like in the toaster with some butter. butter. Ooh, that oh, that hits different. <laughs> it does. And so there was a girl at work who we have a vending machine that has pop tarts in it. And every day I would walk past it and I would look <laughs> at it and I was like, yes, no, yes, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. Oh. And it was an internal battle. And I would just go to my desk feeling so frustrated because all I wanted was to eat that pop tart. And then at lunch, someone had a pop tart and that's what they were eating next to me and I once I smelt that smelled that pop tart I was like it's over I have to it is game over and I looked to her and luckily I had already announced that I was pregnant and I think I was staring at her pop tart just a little too obsessively and she goes can do do you want a piece of my pop tart and I was like I would love a piece of your pop tart. And she was like, <laughs> okay. And she gave it to me and she's like, I've never seen someone so happy to have pop tart. And I was like, this was so good that I got up and I got my own pop tart. I was like, I have to, this was so good. But as soon as I had that one pop tart, I was like, and I'm done. That's all I needed. Like, that's <sighs> hilarious. Yeah. Sometimes you just need just a little bitty taste and then that craving is satisfied and you like, don't, you're, you don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But. Okay, I thought of another question. Uh, maybe just an entire topic to talk about for a little bit. 
hope this doesn't cross the line, uh, being your brother and all. Gosh, yeah. oh boy, lay it on me. What, uh, like, how does sex change whenever you're pregnant? Like, is that? Well, Kevin, I had a feeling this is this is uh, coming. Um, honestly, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't have to, guys. It really doesn't. And I think that the whole idea of like, I don't know. I think some guys are weirded out by, they're like, no, it's like bad for the baby. And, mm-hmm. you know, it like, hurts the top I, of their head. Yeah. Or like something <laughs> like this. <laughs> they can see. No, it's no. And, um, I think especially like in the beginning, your hormones are like going insane. Like it's crazy. And so most of the time. How does that affect sex? Your hormones well, are crazy. Women get more horny in the very beginning. Like especially in the first trimester, I feel like. Ramps up. You're, just, you're, you're ready all the time. And that's not, oh, always, that's, that's not always the case for girls. So um there and and even going into the second trimester i think it's still there but because you have a lot all of a sudden your a lot of your blood is rushing to that region to create life so mm-hmm. you're building a placenta and your uterine walls are thickening so you're just like there's a lot of things happening down there so everything is with more blood being down there everything's more sensitive and heightened all the time so um yeah, I think. Very interesting. I did not know any of that. Honestly, the beginning was fantastic. Fantastic. Cause Easy because you didn't have a big belly to deal with. You just had yes. the pros of, of the exactly. sex drive. Exactly, exactly. And not only that, but it was a lot faster for me. <laughs> it just yeah. happened. He was like, wow, this is quick. I'm like, I don't know. Hey, this is great. <laughs> wow, we're really getting personal here. Oh my gosh. Remember, I'm the shy one. <laughs> Oh man. Then, um I remember it it took a dip a little bit towards like the end of the second trimester. Like it, I was really popping though and I just think I was trying to like navigate my new body and just like getting comfortable with how I looked all of a sudden I was mm-hmm. feeling self-conscious about like gaining more weight other than my belly, like in my arms and my legs and my butt and things were just starting to not fit the way they used to. And mm-hmm. I just was like, I have nothing to wear. I, I, I didn't feel sexy. And I think a lot of the times, like, especially for girls, like it's a mental game. Like if you don't feel sexy, if you don't feel attractive, then it's really hard for you to like mentally want to be physical. So I think that for me was a little bit of a t- t- tough part. And he had no idea that was going on because he always makes me feel so beautiful and always makes me like, he's, he's always ready. Like it doesn't matter if I haven't showered in three days and I've, I'm just stretch marks are popping up and I'm looking nasty and I haven't shaved my legs in forever. It's, he's still just like all over me. So <laughs> Um, shout out to Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. Good things for a marriage. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I think once I felt more comfortable in my skin, and I think I attribute that a lot to him because in those moments when I was feeling my most vulnerable, he just, he, I don't think he even knows the power that he has and like how he makes me feel. Cause I just, 
made me feel more beautiful than I ever have. And that was, that honestly made a huge difference for me. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I can be a sexy, sexy pregnant lady and feel good about myself and all the changes in my body. And it's because once there's a point when you're like, you know, there's a baby in there, you've seen the sonograms, but you're still kind of stuck in this, like, this is not how I used to look kind of a phase at least for me. And then it's like, all of a sudden you hit the point where I, I think as soon as I hit my third trimester, I was like, there, is, I'm creating life. There is a human in me. I'm amazing. <laughs> like, look at my body, look what it's doing. And then I got more confident in everything. And now it's also, it's more fun in a different way, I would mm-hmm. say, but is. I think your position has to change a little bit and we've had to kind of work that out (laughs) to be like, what is the most comfortable for me? It's honestly, it doesn't, your sex life doesn't have to change when you're pregnant. It can Mm -hmm. be just as, just as magical and satisfying as it was before pregnancy, if not more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any tips for the, the girls that are pregnant right now? Kind of how to keep the sex like life healthy. Just embrace it. You just you just gotta and don't don't force it either. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. And that's okay. You have every right to feel however you feel, and that is absolutely okay. But if you're feeling it, let your man know. Let your man know. And if he doesn't get hints easily, just be very bold about it. But because I don't know, I think that a lot of the times it's the guys, and this is also a tip for guys, they always kind of think like, oh, she's pregnant. I'm not going to be able to be satisfied or I'm Mm -hmm. not, you know, I'm not going to get it as often or whatever. How is that going to change? Well, it also is affecting her and she probably has, she's going through a lot physically anyways. So it's like, you're not the number one priority. Like she needs to make sure she's okay, you know, with everything. And so I mean, I think the guys just need to be patient. And when the guy is really patient and still like sweet and makes her feel loved and beautiful, I think that's going to be a natural turn on for the girls. So, I mean, when I'm not in the mood, I mean, he's really good at reading me. So, mm-hmm. that's good. and I'm really good at reading him. Like I can tell when he's feeling a little frisky mm-hmm. <laughs> without him having to tell me, I can just kind of sense it and you know, I can mentally, if I'm not there immediately, I can get myself there. Like I can flirt back with him and we can just, I can be more flirtatious and then it, you know, one thing leads to another, but just mm-hmm. don't take it off the table and don't, cause your, your, your feeling about that could change throughout the pregnancy. So just don't put pressure on yourself, embrace your body, embrace, you know, where it's going and, you know. Don't, put, don't, don't stress too much about it. It'll happen, you know? And your tip for the guys was words of affirmation, kind of? All over your woman. Yeah, make her still feel sexy and beautiful. And, I mean, she's creating life. That's, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. So, I mean, she's doing some amazing things. And so just to be patient with her and to be really accommodating to her comfortability when it comes to in the bedroom. I mean, she doesn't feel good at a certain angle. Don't, don't push it, you know, just 
allow her to be her most comfortable because that'll end up being the most beneficial for the both of you anyways. Is there anything that you definitely can't do? Um, I mean, <laughs> she's like, well, let me list off 50 <laughs> positions you cannot do. Like I'm I mean, like missionary. That's off the list. I'm pretty sure yeah. you can't do yeah. that. You can, you can to a certain point. Um, but yeah. honestly it doesn't, it just, it won't go in as far. Like mm-hmm. you won't go in as far if you're, if the guy's on top and yeah. they just don't have the same room. Um, the girl on top is a lot easier. On top yeah, is easier. Girl. For the girl, yeah. Well, duh, your Didn't stomach's not Yeah, if... if yeah, in my head, can... I'm just picturing, like, pregnant sex just being the girl on her side. Some women might find that more comfortable. I'm My ribs hurt, so for me, it's not <laughs> a good position for me. Plus, I just... It's never been my favorite, either. But... <laughs> um, doggy styles more comfortable um and if the woman's on top she she that's more comfortable she's in more control anyways and so she can kind of you know navigate that a little bit easier but okay very good very good to know and we i mean we haven't really experimented with other stuff because we're just we know what works. Why yeah. I, I <laughs> fix when <I> broken? Yeah. <laughs> we were more experimental in the beginning of our marriage. Now we know what works. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got I've got some other things that I just wanted to I think kind of wrap up with, but before mm-hmm. we do that, any other things that you think we definitely didn't touch on that you'd want to tell everybody? What are you most excited for post pregnancy? Oh my gosh. That first sip of wine or what what is it? No, the sweet smell of a baby. <laughs> I like how I think it's only alcohol. Kendall, and she goes smell of her baby. Kendall, do you think you're gonna shit on your baby during birth? Kevin. <laughs> that was so messed I don't up to say. know. Look. Have you thought I about that? Yes. That's like one of that's like the one thing that everyone talks about is like, I hope I don't poop when I'm pushing. And I'm like, dude, I'm pushing out a baby. I don't care if I push out a turd with it. Like, who, are what, you, who, whatever. Are you going to be self-conscious? Like, are you going to yeah. be like, oh, my water broke. Honey, take me to the toilet. I got to shit before we do this thing. Like, no, what's... Well, the, ner- the nurses are like so amazing. Like, they're, they're, they know that that's a good chance. Like, mm-hmm. that's a good probability that you're, gonna be I mean you're pushing so hard with like every muscle you have down there to just get that baby out so I mean a but lot of pushing, times so that happens I'd expect it. so but they're so quick about it like there's someone there ready yeah. for that to happen that it doesn't like drop like it's like it's just it's it's gone before it's even it even happens you know so that's interesting I wonder if someone like if that's like their thing, like I'm the nurse that catches poop. No, I have a friend who's a labor and delivery nurse actually. And like, she says it like that happens like in most pregnancies. Yeah. Like it's like, that is like going to happen. Like probably. Is that Morgan? No, she's, uh, she's not labor and delivery. It's one of my other friends. Okay. We should, we should but... maybe bring him on. I'd be curious. To oh, that'd be yeah. great. Get some, some inside, inside <laughs> juice on that stuff, that topic. Okay. That's good. That's good stuff. What have you done with like, like how do you have to prepare for bringing a baby home? 
You have to have a car seat. Number one rule is like they won't let you leave the hospital until you have a car seat properly installed into your car. So you can take the baby home, obviously. Um, I, I mean, diapers and wipes and probably a breast pump. Yeah. Okay. That's like the number one necessities because it's going to poop. And you got to feed it. You got to clean it. And you yeah. got to get it home. That's right. That's, that's, that's the gist. And I think any pregnant woman out there will agree with me. The registry is so frustrating. I have worked so hard to create this registry. I put so much research into it on what products and best price range and not too expensive. I don't want to be too bougie. I want to be practical, but like, I don't want, you know, something that's going to fall apart, especially with the first baby. I want it to last something that will grow with my family, something that's a little more gender neutral in case we have a boy next, blah, blah, blah. So much goes into it. And then you send it out, right? People are asked for the registry and then they don't buy from the registry. It's like, why did I do this registry if no one's going to use it? That, no one. That doesn't they make sense to me. go rogue. I know. It's so frustrating. <laughs> and I'm like, why? But right now it's especially hard because of the pandemic going on because things are just like out of stock. Like they're not re- like replenishing their their stock and they, or they're just like they're not making it anymore or things have just sold out and there there's nothing they can do about it. So there's been several times in my registry where it's there in stock now and then I get an email like two or three weeks later and they're like this this is no longer available or I've had two people try to buy something from the registry and they're like this is sold out and this was sold out and this was sold out. I'm like oh are you kidding me? Dang. Oh my gosh. And trying to find a thermometer was so hard. Like everyone's taking t- their temperature for, you know, the virus mm. and like all these companies have to do screenings now before they enter the building. So everyone's has all these thermometers and it was so hard to find like one of the scanning ones where you don't have to like, you know, put it up their butt or <laughs> yeah. put it in their mouth and <laughs> you can just scan their forehead. And, but it's, it's little things like that, that are, have been tricky, but I've just, if you are someone who is buying a gift for someone who is pregnant, please get something from their registry. And then, and then if you have something extra, like if you want to buy a cute little onesie or a footie or something like that, then do it. But after you buy something on the registry, you get something that they need. And one thing that you know that they will always need is diapers and wipes. So when you don't know what to do, or if you, you just, you know what? I get it. I get it because I'm cheap. <laughs> this whole family's cheap. Let's True. be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're just someone who's like, I really don't want to buy you that a $200, you know, swing for your baby. I don't want to do it. Sorry. Then that's okay. <laughs> like I, you just get them diapers get them wipes and a cute little outfit and you're good to go. Or there's like the sound machine. That's so important. And I freaking want a sound machine. They can be like, (laughs) you know, less than 50 bucks. And just think about what the baby and mom actually need because not what you like at all. Our family members that are listening to this. (laughs) Well, it hasn't been broadcasted yet. So 
But if you didn't make a registry, then everybody would be asking for one. So it's like, uh, that's a little frustrating, but. <laughs> okay. Everyone else out there who's not yet pregnant or had a baby yet, that is going to be getting gifts for people soon, which I think are going to be people who are listening. So that goes for you. What was your favorite thing about being pregnant so far and your least favorite thing? My favorite thing has been getting to feel her movements. I think that's just, it's, it's so special. That only is between you and the baby. You know, it's just, it's so personal and it's, it's so special. And getting to see her sonogram when we got to figure out if she was a girl or a boy, that sonogram was the first time I could see her like actually moving and she looked like an actual baby. That was one of the happiest moments of my entire life. Like, oh my gosh, I couldn't stop laughing. I was laughing hysterically because I was so, I just, it was pure joy, but getting, she was so active. She was just all over the place inside. And I was like, all that's going on in me. And like, she was still pretty little, so I couldn't feel all of the movements, but that was, that was really special. And I'm glad that happened before the pandemic because Tommy was able to be there with me for that one. So that was, that was really special. Um, my least favorite part has been probably the rib pain. <laughs> Just the discomfort of pregnancy, especially when you're trying to sleep. That's probably the hardest part. But honestly, you get over that. It's, it's not. It is what it is. And I think that if I had had really bad morning sickness and I had really bad nausea and I actually was vomiting, that'd probably be my least favorite part because I will do anything not to throw up. Like I hate throwing up <laughs> so much. Like I don't know how people can like force themselves. I, I will do anything not to throw up. <laughs> well, actually, that makes me think about something else. I all of a sudden have an intolerance that I never had before. So I never had any issue with dairy like eating ice cream or having milk was never an issue. And then I hit 20 weeks on the dot my second trimester and boom, all of a sudden, if I had any sort of dairy now, well, I think it's lactose because I can have yogurt and that's fine. And I can have cheese and that's fine. But if I have milk or like real ice cream, oh my goodness, I'm in so much pain. My intestines are just in knots. I feel like somebody's stabbing me. It's, and then I wonder I'm, if that means she's like allergic to milk. I know it can, I don't know. It's either her just changing my, my chemical makeup in there where it's like, I don't know, but all of a sudden I'm having an issue or maybe she's having an issue, which is causing me to have an issue. <laughs> I don't really know, but it is an issue and I'll, I'll be on the toilet like butt naked <laughs> because I'm sweating because it hurts so bad. I'm, it's like coming out <laughs> from both ends and it's miserable, miserable. <laughs> that was I, disgusting. Yeah, I'm sorry. TMI, but I told you I'm an open book, but yeah. that's been the worst part. I will actually say I can tolerate the rib pain and the discomfort, but having a food tolerance all of a sudden out of the blue when I can't eat ice cream. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's been really tough. <laughs> But it's okay. There's dairy-free ice cream out there, and it's pretty good. So I've been making it last, making it work. But mm -hmm. okay, well, good stuff, Kara. Any last? No, I think we covered it all. We really went into the nitty-gritty here. So yeah, this is good. Yeah, this was a good combo. Thanks I'm glad for you came on. on and chatted with us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think this was cool because even I learned something new 
about pregnancy in general and specifically your pregnancy. And I think this will be cute to like look back on. Oh my gosh, it will. Yeah, like, you know, after Layla's born, maybe she can she can listen to this. So cute. Or even at your next pregnancy, you can look back and kind of be like, oh, I forgot about that. I need to look out for the rib pain. Yes. You know? Well, I think every pregnancy is different. So maybe next time it'll be back pain. Who knows? But... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, good True. stuff to hear. I'm ready to be an uncle to your baby. Oh my gosh. Same Auntie yeah, Kara. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's guys. insane. How do, you, how do you guys feel about having, has it sunk in yet that you're going to be an uncle and an aunt or, mm. or is it going to take like holding the baby to like be like, this is blood. This is my blood. That'll be a moment <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that'll for sure be a moment. I also feel like me and Kevin and kind of just like all of us as just like, I don't know, kids, we're just very like, I feel like we're different and we don't really think that, not that we're not sentimental people, we are, but like, we're more just like chill about things. Yeah. So I'm not like in everyone's face, like I'm going to be the best aunt, like yeah. aunt Kara, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm just chilling. I know the baby's going to like me. I'm not worried about it. Like, it's going to be <laughs> like, I'm going to be a good aunt. Like, it's going to be cute. Like, I don't know. I feel like we're just chill about it. But I'm excited. Yeah, our family dynamic because we we we're, all three of us are very independent, right? So, I mean, we're I, not in each other's faces. Yeah, about everything. we don't text each other every day or call each other even once a week, once a month. <laughs> it could be Sorry. a while. Sorry I've that. heard from any of you, but um, okay, that's I talk to you frequently. Okay, kind of. recently though, like yeah. we we've gotten a lot better. I will say, I was I actually was talking about this with Tommy the other day. I was like, Carrie and I have really bonded over the last like nine months and I was like that just really makes me happy Aww, how um, cute. yeah but step up your game Kevin <laughs> yeah I'll try to pick up the slug I think ever since you got Murphy though you've been a little bit more like paternal yeah exactly <laughs> truly though I <laughs> uh, yeah so, I definitely I felt like protective yeah uh, I mean a little dog I don't know I'm responsible for him so yeah you have anxiety Oh my god! Well, when he's the club. he's just so different sometimes. Like when he's in the house, he's perfect. He's a little angel. He just cuddles. He sleeps. He eats. He does all the tricks you want him to. You didn't even have to train him. He just like knew whenever we adopted him. And then he goes in public and he's a piece of shit. He's <laughs> like high strung, not getting along with big dogs, trying to be a little yappy shit like prove his dominance or something i don't know what but yeah he he was a handful and definitely made me anxious because i felt responsible for him and his naughty behavior dude you as a dad is going to be actually hilarious like i cannot wait to see that i'm just hoping that my kid is a really low-key laid-back person like if whatever baby i have is going to be anything like me or like Catherine, i think it can be nothing else but yeah it's either going to be calm or it's going to yeah. be the complete opposite. And it's going to like revolt and be like the most annoying wild child ever because you and Catherine are so like, <laughs> Ooh, like monotone, not monotone in like a good way. Like, I don't mean that mean. Yeah, Y'all are just very you. like, <laughs> fuck you, Kara. <laughs> You're very stable. You're very like level headed. Uh-huh. Okay. Just like calm. Good. Thank you. Uh, one last thing. I think we should wrap it up with this. What are our predictions for Layla? How, what kind of person? do you think she's gonna be this was good also I think I'm kind of I've always thought I have like a little bit of a sixth sense just gonna say I knew it was gonna be a girl like 
day one and I was confident about it. I was like, yeah, can't even fight this because I just know. <laughs> I knew Kendall was going to pick Tommy and like they were going to date and they were going to get married. I knew it. So I feel like I'm pretty good at prediction in this okay. kind of stuff. I just get a feeling. So say so it. What's, what, like, who is Layla? Yeah, what is she going to be like? What do you think? Okay, well, as much as I really like the middle name Rose, I just kind of have a feeling she's going to be Layla Jane, and I think she's going to be a little LJ, okay? She's going to be kind of a bro. Everyone's going to like her, but she's going to be, like, one of those really pretty girls that is just, like, naturally just pretty, and she's going to have – I think she's going to be, like, a naturally, like, tan skin tone. You know, the Mexican in her from Tommy's going to come out, (laughs) and Kendall Tan's easy. I think she's going to have dark hair – um probably like Kendall's length or not length um color so like not not as dark as like you and me Kevin but like a nice dark brown maybe a little lighter than Kendall and I think she's gonna I think she's gonna have brown eyes but I think they're gonna be not as dark as all of us yeah and I think she's just gonna be a spunky little thing I think she's gonna be really active I think she's gonna want to do like all the different sports she's gonna do dance I can see her liking pink just being like a little crazy ball of just energy. Yeah, yep, that's my prediction. you. You went pretty deep into that. I think <laughs> going to be uh, like looks wise. I think she's gonna be gorgeous. I think she's going to be um, brown hair, like light brown eyes. I think. So you're copying. Well, I mean, you're like, you're right. Like, what else is this baby going to be? Like, that's what you and Tommy have. Yeah. uh, Plot twist. I take back what I said. She's going to have red hair. Ooh. She's going to have red hair. Ooh, okay. And, um, yep, she's going to have red hair, brown eyes. Uh, She is going to be a firecracker. Yep. Tie in the red hair. And uh, the attitude of like LJ or like, ooh, maybe, maybe, maybe Rose is a proper middle name. Maybe you wait until if she has red hair or not. And then you match. I think you could be on something because I can imagine like a feisty redhead named LJ, but also I I can imagine like Rose. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think she is going to be a really difficult child to handle when you grow up. I think she's like when she's like a toddler. And kids are just, like, really hard to handle growing up. Like, I think she's going to be the kid you have to, like, constantly w- watch because they're going to, like, run into the corner of a table or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that is the energy LJ is going to bring or L- Rose, whatever, Rose, whatever middle name you pick. If Tommy listens, it's going to be like, do you, do you realize how many times just LJ rolled off their tongue? Can you see that? Yeah. Well, I think... And and just a side note, he got red hair because his mom is, I'm pretty sure she's half Mexican and she's this tiny little Mexican lady and love her to death and she's so sweet. And then Tommy's dad, super tall, um, really fair skin, freckles and red hair. And he always talks about wanting a redhead in the family. So, um, well, and also one of Tommy's brothers has a kid, and she's like Loki a redhead. She started off with red hair. She has brown. Well, it's just like strawberry, like a strawberry, a dark strawberry, I would say. Right. But then, and lots of freckles. And then now she has brown hair. But um, uh, we do have red 
in our family too. I've got wow. red hairs in my beard. I've got red hairs scattered in my head. Mom has some red hairs. Guys, Dad what? had red hair in his beard. Watch all of us have freaking redheaded kids because Kevin, you're dating a redhead. So yeah. you're probably going to have redheaded babies. Kendall, if you have a redheaded baby, then I'm just saying where the single ginger's at because apparently that's our, my destiny is to have a redheaded child. <laughs> Tommy has a lot of red in his beard too. I think she's going to have a big personality. She already has a big personality in the womb. She is always letting me know that she is there. She's a night owl for sure, just like her mom. So I think that will continue. Um, but I think she's definitely going to want her voice to be heard growing up. Like I think she's going to have something to say and she's going to make her presence known in a good way. And I think that – I think she's going to have a very like – I don't know. Sa- she's going to be sassy. She's going to have attitude for sure. But in a good way. Like I think I'm pretty sassy. I have, yeah. I have, an, I have an attitude. But... I think she'll be sassy but like really caring because yes. like Tommy is also very like – like, you guys are both, like, very, like, sensitive towards, I think, how you make people feel. Like, you're both very, like, empathetic you want to, and like, feel good yeah. and, like, like you and, like, be, like, you yeah. know. So, I think she'll take some of that. Yeah. Well, and I think being the oldest, too, I think she's going to, like, I don't know. I think she'll be a good, like, really good role model for her younger siblings. I think she's going to have a very, like, motherly presence. I don't know. I feel like she's going to, like, want to help out with her siblings I don't know I, think, I could see I it. think she's gonna be she's gonna be a handful and I think she's gonna have a mind of her own but in the sweetest in the sweetest way possible and I think that <laughs> I do think she's gonna play lots of sports whether it be dance or soccer or volleyball or basketball or who knows what maybe a band like Kevin maybe martial arts <laughs> really musically talented and my, so Tommy's like very broad and he has he like, gymnast you're gonna have a gymnast yeah, it's very possible and she and I'm like very strong in my legs so I have like thicker legs and like I got like the soccer thighs kind of thing maybe she'll be a power lifter and Tommy has why are you like, laughing at that that's serious elevate the power lifter <laughs> the redheaded power lifter yeah. so if she comes out with like Tommy's upper body and my lower body she's gonna be a tank like she's <laughs> yeah such a tank so I hope she gets a good balance of both like she can still be <laughs> she'll she'll rock whatever she gets back and she's gonna be like 10 years old and she's a tank like you called me a tank before I was born. She will oh. never know we talked about it. <laughs> we will delete the episode if she is a tank. But I don't know. I've been praying for her to have like Tommy's teeth and like. <laughs> Do you think she's gonna have brown hair? Like what? What physically? Oh yeah, I had a I had a dream that she was gonna have brown hair. And you're wrong. Just, just like mine. <laughs> Shut up. Um, you're wrong. That was a bad impression. Yeah, that was really <laughs> rough. Um, but brown eyes, blue eyes. I don't know. I think. Oh, I think it's. Mm. <laughs> you think brown and you want blue? I don't do. Lie. I want blue for her. But sh- I mean, I don't know. Hey, brown eyes are pretty too. Don't they be. They are. Hater. We have we have brown eyes and we're beautiful. So <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> um, I would be surprised if she came out with like hazel eyes. 
a little that was bit. was my guess. Yeah. 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 I, um, I thought a light brown. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I think she's, I think she's going to end up looking a lot like me. I do too. I think like you've too, like too me. much, like you've really strong genes. I, do. I think you took really heavily from mom and I think she's going to take really heavily from you. Okay. But I, I think I have a lot of the same mannerisms as mom, but like I have dad's head. That's it though. You have his head shape, bro. That's, that's it. You have everything else, mom. Maybe. Well, I think we're rambling a little bit right now, so we will wrap it up. Oh, I have uh, one question for you guys. Yeah. Okay, so my question for you is, how do you feel about not being able to be at the hospital? Do y'all even know that, that you're not allowed to be at the hospital when she's born? Yeah, I heard heard about that. That kind of sucks, but I mean, <laughs> I'll just see the baby as soon as I can. Yeah, I mean, I haven't thought about it in depth that much because, like, I don't, I didn't know like exactly the rules and also in like July how that's gonna be. But I feel like even if I'm not allowed to, like, we're not allowed to be in the delivery room, we can still be at the hospital. No, 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 we can't even be there. They won't allow visitors at all. What? So it's it's literally the only people that are allowed to be in there is me, the nurses, the doctor, and one one guest, which will be Tommy. Well, then we're just going to be up in your grill the second you come home. I know. And yeah, y'all that, are gonna, that does suck. Y'all will have to wear masks. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, that is. That's, that's, that's been a little bit of a bummer. Because I know the excitement is like. Right. I, I think Tommy was excited about the whole like. The coming, experience. Coming out of the room and being like, we have a girl. She's this, you oh, know, that's and like, definitely Tommy. announcing yeah. to the family, and like, you know, now it's kind of, it's going to be different. But right. Layla will always be able to say, and like her, like about me at school. I was, I was born during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> I, that. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but that's funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's how I feel on that. I'll see the baby when I can. It'll be great. So dry. <laughs> I'll see the baby when I can. <laughs> I'll be there with a freshly cut mustache. Mm-hmm. Really? Like oh, yeah. it's gonna be gone, or it's just gonna be trimmed. Oh, it'll it'll be a clean mustache with a freshly shaven face. Looking it, your best. The most prominent <laughs> uncle mustache like for the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for coming on, talking with us. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. A thanks lot of good insight. Me. I feel like we really bonded. Yeah, I yeah, feel like I learned good. so much about your sex life, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, I hope that wasn't weird. I'm sure it's that. Not weird for me. I really yeah, I tried to not be weird about it, but. <laughs> Let's see. Did you feel uncomfortable during anything? No, not really. I felt like Kara was uncomfortable though. I definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully this was good for anybody listening to this. Uh, we will see you at the next episode. Uh, if you want to join us, be a guest on the show. Go to the link below, uh, sign up, text us, call us. If you want to send us an email, qtipspod at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next time. See you later. Bye, guys.